title of my message this morning is Pray Like You Mean It. And I would love for you guys to take the notes out. I got some stuff I want to say to you that I hope that you carry home. I hope that it goes home with you and that you think about it. You pray on this stuff because I believe God's got some good stuff to say to us this morning. And we're talking about the fast, and we're going to explain that in, in a little bit. But I'm talking about in the series of prayer that there's different ways to pray. And every single time you open your mouth to speak to God, this is important. No matter how you speak to God, God values it and God meets you there, and it's important. But I also believe that there's seasons of our life when we get out of the normal, comfortable, routine types of prayers, even in our Christianity in general, the normal way that we just kind of routine and we do it and it's, it's mediocre and it's like kind of, ah, it's cool, it's cool. But there's times when we get out of that, just that kind of comfort zone and we get a little bit more uncomfortable and we press in a little bit deeper. And what we're talking about this morning is there's times in our life when God calls us to pray and to pray like we mean it. Amen? Like to really go after it. Because we all know this. It's a new year. It's a new, new decade. There's new faith. There's a new year. There's all of this. We want some new breakthroughs. But in order to get that, we got to take some new actions in life. Amen? Like we got to get a little bit more uncomfortable. If you want the same old results, then keep doing things the same old way that you always have done them. But if you're looking to spice things up and to just get a little bit more, to, to, then you got to press in. you got to like pray like you mean it. Here's, here's what I know is that oftentimes in this church in the past few months or something, I've been mentioning something to you guys. I don't know if you guys picked up on it. But there's, there's something I've been praying about that I want in life, that it's new. And um, i kind of been mentioning it to you once in a while. And I felt like I shared with you, God gave me permission. And he actually like encouraged me to get this new thing. What it is, does anybody remember what the new thing is that I'm wanting? Anybody? New truck. All right. You guys are paying attention. All right. This is the year of Carl's new truck. That's what I'm, that's one of the many things that I'm praying for. So here's the deal. I'm always dropping stuff about the new truck, right? The Toyota Tacoma, double cab, long bed, four wheel drive, preferably white. And the V6, like I know exactly what I want, right? Because God gave me permission. He's like, you're driving the old truck, but I'm telling you, Carl, this is your year. You got this. I want you to have this thing. So I'm talking about it all the time. You guys have heard. So here's a funny thing is when I see people out like at Long's or on the street or wherever I'm, I'm at, people are always asking, hey, pastor, you got your truck yet? I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> not yet. And they're like, oh. And they, I feel like people are kind of like, like silently, like I'm not putting you down, but you're kind of judging me like, yeah, this guy's all talk. Like he always talks about, he's not really going to get it. And the thing is, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my house to sell. So I got some money available. Then it's like, then I'll be, be all about it. But right for right now, I feel almost bad because all I do is talk about it. Like getting a new truck. Yeah, I'm getting, I don't have it yet. Yeah, I just, right. And I feel like, like I'm, I don't have it, but here's what I know about myself is when I decide on something and I'm given the clear light, the green light to go after it, is I go hard, like I research things. Like in, in a few months when the house is sold and the money's available, you better watch out because I'm gonna be talking about a new truck like I mean it. I'm gonna be on Craigslist every single day. I'm gonna be calling all the dealers on island. What do you got in inventory? I'm gonna be talking to all of you. Oh, anybody got a Toyota Tacoma in here? What do you recommend? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Like I'm gonna be on the Kelly Blue Book pricing things. I'm gonna be looking at every, like, every forum on there. How's the alternator of this year of truck? What about the air conditioning? Like, well, I know that this is, it's gonna consume me. I'm gonna be praying, praying, praying. God, give me the deal. Talk to all my friends who got the hookups. Who got the hookups for Pastor Carl? Like, I'm going to just be going crazy on this thing. And see, there's a difference. Here's what I recognize between right now just going, yeah, I'm going to get a new truck. Yeah, 
It's cool. It's, it's my heart's desire. It's in there. I'm going to get a new truck. And the difference of when I'm available with the money and I'm ready to go is I'm just going to be like, ah, new truck. And I'm going to just be fiending over it. And I think this is sometimes a really good indicator and a good example of our faith, our very faith. And even the way that we pray, sometimes we just go through the routines. Yeah, I'm a Christian. I go to church, try to make it once, twice a month. Like, it's good. Read my Bible a couple times. It's good. You know, like, and do you pray? Yeah, sure. I pray every day. God bless my life. I want a happy day today. And there's like, not to say that's bad because God accepts it. He loves it. He values whatever level we're at. But sometimes it's such a routine and it's like, we, how bad do you want it? Do you really mean it? As you approach the year 2020 and there's stuff on your heart, are you just going, no, I pray about it. That's good. Or you want to come into a season of just going, God, this is it. This is my year. This is my season. I'm going to pray with everything I got. I want you. I need you. You've got to come through for me. I'm holding out. I'm believing in you. And so today what I want to talk about is even in our fasting is that we're going to take a season together. That that's what fasting is. It's praying like you mean it. Fasting by itself without prayer involved, that's just a diet. All you're doing is trying to lose weight. You're just like eating less and you're trying to lose weight and look good. And that's fine, but don't call it fasting. If you're fasting, this is what we're talking about is fasting always goes hand in hand with prayer. Fasting is just a way to pray like you mean it more intently. And we're starting today. And if you're like, I forgot about that today, don't worry about it because we're going to talk about that. And you can start after service today. And then we're going to do 21 days in a row. We're going to break it on Super Bowl Sunday. And we're going to pound the chili dogs. And we're going to do all of that kind of stuff. But we're going to start this thing today because we're looking for more breakthrough. We're looking for a new life. We're looking for new things to happen in our life. And so we got to pray like we mean it. All fasting is, is this. And, and really, when we read it in scripture, is you're trying to disconnect from, from, from like fatty foods, from good foods, from all that good stuff we read in the Bible, or food in general. You're trying to disconnect from stuff that distracts you in the world so you can connect more to God. That's really all that it is. And if you're at a season where you're ready to do some of that, then I'm saying join us in this as we learn to pray like we mean it. Let me read you a verse that, that Jesus spoke in Matthew 6. And he talks about fasting. And he talks about like the purpose of fasting. And he talks about like how you should look and how you should act and how you should feel. And does fasting even work? Listen to what Jesus says, Matthew 6, 16. He says, when you fast, meaning, listen, you got to catch this. You won't find any scripture in the Bible that tells you directly or me to fast. It won't say your salvation hangs on fasting or this is something that you must do. You won't find any verses like that. But what you'll find is in the Old Testament and the New Testament, time and time again, people fasted as a way to pray deeper, to get closer to God, to get some of the things that they're asking for from God. It's a way for us to push in. Is it ever commanded? No. But what is talked about is that Jesus himself fasted. That there's a lot of people, Moses fasted, there's people throughout scripture that it was a discipline that they added to their prayer life in order to pray more intently and get the things of God. So he says, when you do fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and disheveled so that people will admire them for their fasting. So Jesus right away says, it isn't about how you look. And you're like, it's like some of us would want to do this. Like, hey, how you doing today, Pastor Carl? Oh, I'm just kind of weak because I'm fasting. I'm pretty holy. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty holy. Like they purposely try to look disheveled and like, oh, it's taking its toll on me. I'm not eating right now. Oh, how come you're not eating? Because I'm a holy person and I'm getting close to God. Like Jesus goes, really, is that all you're after? The praise of men you're trying to show off to other people that you're holy or show off to God? He goes, well, in that case, you got your reward. 
You want people to admire you and they think you're cool because you're doing this religious experience thing, then that, there's your reward. That's all you're going to get. But here's what Jesus says the real deal is. I tell you the truth, that's the only reward that they'll ever get. But when you fast, here's what you need to do. Comb your hair, wash your face, use your deodorant, brush your teeth, don't look all dumb, like just look normal because he says this, then no one will even notice that you're fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. And your father who sees everything will reward you. That God's going to reward you for fasting. He says, he's not saying don't fast. He's just saying you should fast, but make it about the heart and about what you're after. Don't try to look holy. So as we enter into this thing, realize you're not trying to prove yourself to other people or to God. What you're doing is you're getting close enough him to him to let him prove himself to you. And you're not trying to like look a certain way and do that. I'm trying to prove how religious I am. God's like, yay, big deal, look at you, you know? And what he's after is, hey, hey, don't make a big deal about it. It's not how you look. Don't get caught up in the fasting part of it. I just want to see your heart. How bad do you want me? Are you ready to, like, push in? Because if you fast like that and no one even knows you're not making drama about it, I'm going to reward you. So I, I don't know about you, but I want to get rewarded from God for doing the right things. Like, I want to press in this year. I got my list already. I wrote it out this morning. Here's all the things, God, that I'm fasting for. I'm going to keep it in my journal every day. I'm going, to, I'm going to look for those answered prayers. I'm praying hard. And here's the things I'm cutting out. So we're going to lean into this thing this year. We're going to learn to pray like we mean it. And fasting is a big way to do that. So I'm going to give you three things this morning on how you can tackle this idea of fasting and how you can learn to pray like you mean it. And if you're someone here that's real skeptical, you're, just, you're not into this like, like special things like fasting, that's fine. Maybe you feel like this morning you're going to learn something and you're going to, you're going to try it. But even if you don't, this still applies to praying like you mean it. The three things I'm going to talk about, if you really want to get results from God and you want to go deep and pray, these three things still apply even if you're not fasting. But here's the first thing I want you to write down is how can we pray like we mean it? Here's the first thing. Just write this real simple. You have to commit to it. Just write commit to it. Like you have to commit. In other words, this. What area of your life needs more of God? Like before you do the prayer and fasting, decide on what you're actually praying for. What are you actually fasting for? Sometimes we get so caught up in like the fast and like, oh, I saw Olive Anchor Church shopping at Whole Foods. We're all doing Daniel fast together. And like I bought some, some uh, cauliflower crust pizza. It's amazing. And we're so caught up in the food thing and all of that. We forget what it is that we're actually after. We're actually trying to pray for God to do new things in our life. So don't get caught up in the wrong stuff. So first of all, commit to what it is that you're actually praying and fasting for. Or else I'm going to tell you this. Don't bother fasting and praying with Anchor Church if you can't lock in on the one thing that you want from God. Because God's going to go, wait, what are, you, what are you doing? You're just doing that religious act? No, no, what do you really want from me? Because I want to get close to you. Are you trying to get close to me? So decide what is the thing that you're praying and fasting for. Everyone in this room, it's going to be something different. There's a, there's a story I love in John chapter 9 where... It's a story where Jesus healed a blind man. And if you guys know this, there's several blind people that Jesus healed in scripture. This guy was, was born blind from birth. He's a grown man, 30, 40 years old. We don't know exactly how old he is. Jesus comes along and does a miracle and gives this guy sight. And it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to this guy. But the religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees, they're skeptical. And they're like, who is this guy? Who does he think he is? Like, he shouldn't be healing people. And you know why he shouldn't be healing people? Because normally that's a really amazing thing. But here's what the Pharisees said. They said, oh, wait, what's today? Uh-oh, today's the Sabbath. No one's allowed to do work on the Sabbath. You can't even heal anybody on the Sabbath. You're breaking God's commands. And Jesus is like, 
I own the Sabbath. You know, he's like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Like, it's like, I came to bless people. The Sabbath was created to draw people to God. Yeah, it's the Sabbath day, but I'm in the business of healing people regardless of what day of the week it is. Amen? And so Jesus is like, boo, he sets this guy free. But they're all like, no, he broke the law. He broke the rules. We're not supposed to do any work on this. So they think this. This is how far they went. Where does he get his power from to heal people? He must be a demon. He must get it from the devil. Can you imagine how these people that are Pharisees that started off being people that are honoring God and loving God and waiting for the Messiah, they totally miss the fact that Jesus the Messiah is right amongst them because they're so hung up on their rules and their legalism and their religiosity that they're like, who is this guy? He's not allowed to heal a blind man. He must be a sinner. But check this out. This is so cool. The blind man, they asked the blind man, who's this guy? Is he a sinner? Who is he? Is he a demon that he healed you? Listen to what the blind man says. He says, look, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't even know. But I'm going to tell you one thing that I do know. I was blind, but now I can see. I don't even care. Like, I was blind. The one thing that matters in my life is I was blind my entire life. And suddenly this dude comes along and prays for me and does this thing. And all I know is one thing that I can see I used to be blind. And so I want you to go into your fast committing to the one thing that you're after. What is the one thing that if God showed up and you pressed in and he changed it, it dramatically would improve and change your life. Some of you guys are going to say, I read your prayer cards, by the way. I read them and I pray for them. And there's some of you that are saying, if we could just get pregnant. We've been trying for so long. We've had several miscarriages. It breaks our heart. We want a family. God, please, this is what we're going to be fasting for. That's amazing. you got to know what your one thing is to commit to it. For some of you, it might have to do with your job. For some of you, it might be relationships. It might be things that are going on at work, and you're just like, your name has been slandered or something. Or, or you're holding out. You want to buy a house. You don't know how the finances are going to come in. Your relationship with your kids is terrible. You said something you wish you never said. They're distance. You, you don't know what it is. But let me tell you this, we're not here to play around with religion and do a fast because we want to look holy. Like we're here because every one of us, we have one thing. And some of you might be two or three. Or for me, it's like one thing, but there's a lot of different things that go along with my one thing. But man, I'm going to commit to it. I'm not going to get caught up in just the religiosity. I'm going to commit to this thing. What is the one thing that could improve your life? And see, here's the thing. When you settle on whatever that one thing is, whatever it might be, Whatever is that, that thing in your heart and in your head you're going after. Just remember this, that you might be able to pick the one thing and the end result, but remember to hold it loosely enough to allow God to be the one that's going to get you to that thing. In other words, when you start your fast and you say, God, I want this in my life, don't then tell God, and here's the way that I need you to do it. If you've got the one thing that you know would be the, the breakthrough moment in your life, don't then demand God to do it your way. It's good for you to lay out the, here's the thing that I'm shooting for, God. But you know what? However you get me there, I'm going to trust you. Does that make sense, guys? Like you commit to it, but don't hold it so tightly that it has to be done your way. Let me, let me just put it to you this way because the Bible speaks better than Carl Moore speaks. Can I get an amen to that? Like God's word is better than what I have to say. Let me, let me just read you a verse from Proverbs 16, 9. This is King Solomon writing the Proverbs and it says this. Within your heart, you can make plans for your future. But the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there. Isn't that cool that you can commit right now to this 21 days of prayer and fasting. Here's my thing that I want. Here's my one thing. But then be, be, hold it loosely enough to say, and God, however you want to get me there, that's up to you. I believe this, is that you can choose the destination, but you have to let God choose the journey, right? See, 
the children of Israel, when Moses was leading them out of uh, Egypt, if you remember the story from last week, and we talked about the tabernacle and the different prayers that Moses prayed, but, but Moses is leading all these people, several million people from Egypt into the promised land. And with walking and camping, it was only supposed to take a couple weeks. They were going to get to the promised land. It was only supposed to take a couple weeks. But God said, you can choose the destination, but I'm going to choose the journey. And what was supposed to take a couple weeks took 40 years. And the reason was because God was trying to get through to his people. And they were whining and complaining. And he was trying to prove, I'm your God. I got you. I'm going to go before you. I'm going to take you on this crazy ride. You're going to see miracles. You're going to see manna fall from heaven, water come out of rocks. I'm going to, I'm going to lead you in victory over all of these people. And he had to take them the long route to get there. And so I just want you to, to remember that in your praying for that one thing to happen, make sure that you allow God to do it his way, even though you're praying for that destination. Does that make sense to you guys? Are you praying? It'll change your prayer life, change the way you pray. Uh, this is one of my favorite examples that God has given me is that, does anybody in here like to go to the North Shore? The beaches of the North Shore, it's beautiful. I, I love to surf, I love to dive, I love to be on the beaches, the sunshine out there. There's so many good reasons. I just love going to the North Shore. My family, I got family that lives right on the beach out there by gas chambers, and I get to go park in their, in their parking spot, use their shower, their bathroom, and surf right in front. Like, it's amazing. So I love the North Shore, but here's, you guys have heard me say this, I love this, is that there's two ways to get to the North Shore, right? You can either go freeway or you can go around the island the slow, long way. And if you go freeway, it'll save you sometimes 10, 15, depending if there's like construction, it might save you a lot more time. And the thing with the freeway is like, you want to get to North Shore and it gets you there quick. It gets you there quick. You're on a freeway though. You got to deal with a little bit of like exhaust and traffic sometimes. And it's not that beautiful of a view. It's like you're driving by, oh, look, there's Home Depot. Ah, you know, it's not that incredible to look at, but you get there fast, right? But then here's the other option is you go around the slow way and it's going to take you a little bit longer. You might get stuck behind the bus and you're just like, oh man. But as you're going the long way, remember this. Literally, the ocean, God's creation, is sometimes mere feet away from where you're driving your car. And the beauty that God has created, and you roll the windows down, you're going slower, and you're breathing in that fresh air, and you're seeing, you're stopping for shrimp trucks along the way. Come on, somebody. We got Romy's, we got Fumi's, we got Giovanni's, we got all of those amazing Kahuku famous shrimp trucks, the shrimp shack. You got all of those choices. You got shave ice, you got Kahuku farms to eat at. There's so much more beauty and blessing when you take the slow way. But here's the deal. Either way, freeway or the long way, you still get to the same destination. But isn't it sometimes better to let God be the one in charge of the journey? Because God's probably going to take you the slow, beautiful, amazing, good for your soul way, rather than get there as fast as possible, suck in the exhaust fumes and look at Home Depot and Lowe's and, you know, whatever dumb stuff is going to, Waipahu, oh, that's awesome. You know, like, that's all you're going to get. Sorry if you live in Waipahu. But here's the thing. When you commit to praying for something and fasting for something, be sure of what it is that you're fasting for, but let God change. He might not even answer your prayer in changing your situation. He might just change your perspective and your perception of that situation. You got to be ready for that too. Because sometimes you're going to be praying and you're going to be saying, God, here's what I'm after is, is financial stability and financial freedom. And the way to get there, God, is you need to help me win the lottery. And that's just like a prayer for 21 days, God. That's what you need to do. I want financial freedom, win the lottery, that's it. And see, sometimes God might go, you know what, I'm not gonna even do that for you. I'm gonna change your perspective on your money. Here's what I'm gonna get you to do. I'm gonna teach you how to create a budget. Like, no, no, I would rather have the lottery than create a budget. 
But God might change your perspective of what financial freedom really, really looks like. And it might be that, Carl, if I direct you and teach you how to build a budget, that when you save that money and that money comes and you get stable, you're gonna find that it's something that you did yourself with your own hard work and knowledge and wisdom. You're gonna feel such a sense of accomplishment. But more than that even, you're gonna set the pace for other people and maybe even your kids. You're gonna teach them to learn to budget and they're gonna grow up never being in debt but learning good techniques and financial management and honoring God with their their money and their first fruits. It's gonna be such a better thing that, that what you thought was the end result All I did is I'm not even going to change that situation. I'm going to change your perspective and your perception, and you're going to find out that I met your needs and your prayers in a way better way. Does that make sense? So we got to, like, as we're leaning in for 21 days, let's be aware of that. Let's commit to it. The second thing you need to do to pray like you mean it is you need to act on it. In other words, what are you going to do to get there? If it's a new year, it's a new faith, it's a new breakthrough, what is your new action? Because you got to take action on it. Whether it's just praying, but I think fasting is basically we're going to pray in such a way that we really mean it. We're, at, we're taking action. James 4.8 says, you got to come close to God and God will come close to you. You have to wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. Your loyalty is divided between God and the world. In other words, God's saying if you, if you want for him to come close to you, you got to come close to him. you got to wash your hands. you got to purify your hearts. In other words, you got to take action. Like if you want the thing that you're believing in, the one thing that I want... Like, you have to do something to activate that because Christianity isn't a religion. Christianity is a relationship where God does his part, but he wants you to do your part too. Like, you guys know in any relationship, dating, marriage, friendships, is that you're going to get more out of the relationship if you put into that relationship. Amen? You can't just expect the other person, like, you're just going to kick back and you're never going to call them. You're never going to do anything. And they're just going to want to love you and be your best friend. And you're like, that's right. Bow down. Bow down to me. You're not just going to do that, right? You're going to sow into it. You're going to call them. You're going to like hang out with people. You're going to talk to them. You're going to share your heart. And the more you put into it, the more it comes right back to you. Same with God. So what is the action? Because we got to act on it. Fasting is a way to take action to show our heart for God. And on your seats, we put together these little brochures. This one explains what fasting is. There's more info on our, on our app and on our website. But I'm actually going to ask you right now here today, if you haven't already, to decide on taking an action. If you care enough to go, you know what, I want to get some breakthrough in my life, and if my church is doing this thing together for 21 days, we're going to pray like we mean it, count me in. How do I get involved in this thing? i got to take an action out of the ordinary so I can get involved. And this is the card right here. We've made it available that you have four ways to try fasting. Some of you guys are pros at fasting, and you're like, I'm doing complete fast this year. I've never done it before. Some of you guys do it every year, complete fast for three weeks, no food. You just go water or juice or liquid diet only. Some of you are going to do that. That's an option that's available. It happened in scripture. There's a lot of people that did that. Or you can do one of these, like say the partial fast. The partial fast would be like sun up to sun down. You're not eating. You're disconnecting from stuff in the world to get closer to God, to pray like you mean it. I mean, there's people that do it. You can do it the 6 a.m. to 3 p.m., Uh, There's different ways to do the partial, just fast one meal, two meals, or whatever it is. That's another option. That's a really good option. I I did that one last year. You could do the selective fast. That's like your Daniel fast. You modify your diet. Some of you guys, I get it. You're labor intensive, the job that you have. If you stop eating, you will pass out. You could die. That's a bad thing, right? Some of you guys, like you need the, the blood sugars and the stuff like that. So the selective fast is like the Daniel fast. You just modify You cut out, I'm going to cut out sugars, or I'm going to cut out fats, or I'm going to cut out alcohol, I'm going to cut out, you know, whatever it might be in your diet that you're like, that's there, and I could afford to have less of that so I can make room for more of God. And so maybe that's something for you. And the last one is the one that everybody in the room can do, 
whether you believe in fasting or not, doesn't even have to do with food. It's, it's a soul fast. And for me, it's, I'll tell you what I'm doing this year, is I'm cutting out all social media, I'm cutting out Netflix and TV watching all together, and I'm gonna do only worship music for three weeks. I listen to a lot of worship all the time anyway, but I don't, I don't even want... I don't even want anything else. Like, I don't need Justin Timberlake, like, this week. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need the extra stuff. I'm just, man, I just want to fill up. So that's a soul fast. Maybe you need to fast from sports. Maybe you need to fast from watching the news too much. Some of you guys wake up and you're like, I have to be informed. I have to be informed. Like, do you really? Like, are you making a difference in the whole wide world by listening to the news nonstop? You know what you're doing? You're just filling your head with stress, anxiety, terrible stuff that's going on in the world that you don't even have the ability to change. You can't even get involved. Some of us need to fast from the news, maybe cut a lot of it out of our lives. Yes, be informed, but don't stress yourself out. Man, there's stuff we need to pray for 100%. But some of you guys, you own it like it's your part-time job. I gotta watch the news, I gotta watch the news. This is my little shout out that. Kill some stress in your life, maybe fast from that. But soul fast, that's an option. So what we're gonna do is today we're gonna ask you, if you wanna join us, 21 days, fill out what it is that you decided to do. You can put details in there if you want, like I'm gonna cut out this and this is what I'm fasting for. Whatever you want, write your name down and this is all we're doing. Listen, all we're doing is getting your name and what you're fasting for. You're dropping it in the bucket at the end of service so that you have done something to activate your prayers, to act on it, to have accountability that says, I'm gonna do this thing, God, but it's not that I'm just gonna think about it or or say I'm gonna do it. I'm really gonna do it and here's my accountability. Anchor Church now knows about what I'm fasting for. And Pastor Carl's going to call me every single day at 7 in the morning and check to see what I ate. No, I'm not going to do that. Like, we don't care. Like, all we want, like, we're not going to go and we're not going to be the fasting police. Not at all. All we're trying to do is get you to say, I have accountability because the word says that I should, to come close to God, I, I got to do something. I got to act on it. So we're all going to act on that together. So in this message, even right now, be praying and asking God, God, what do I want to do? I've got to act on this thing. Too much times talk is cheap. I just talk all the time. I want a new truck. I want a new truck. If I don't act on it, I'm never going to get that truck. So this is just the thing is action. It shows our heart. Jeremiah 29, 12 says, in those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look, look for me wholeheartedly, you'll find me. Fasting is a way to go, I'm wholehearted in this thing. Look at my action. Joel 2, 12 and 13 says, that is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there's time. Give me your hearts. In other words, God is going, I want to see your whole heart. How bad do you want this? Are you willing to act on it? Get a little uncomfortable? You're willing to try fasting, praying a little bit deeper? I want your heart. Come with fasting. He says, give me your hearts, and here's the ways to do it. Come with fasting, with weeping, with mourning. Don't tear your clothing in grief, but tear your hearts instead. Don't try to look like you're all like, oh, I'm weeping, I'm ripping my clothes. He goes, no, show me your heart. Show me your heart. Are you willing to press in a little bit? He goes, give me your hearts. Return to the Lord your God. He's merciful. He's compassionate. He's slow to get angry, and he's filled with unfailing love. He's eager to relent and not punish. Fasting is just the action that we take to show where our hearts are with God. Just like when we enter into worship here every morning, come here on Sunday mornings and we worship. And I see some of you guys, you're willing to go. You know what? It's more than just lip service singing these songs right here. Some of you guys are just like, I gotta lift my hands, I can't help it. I have to show God what's in my heart. I just, I love him, I surrender to him. And I see people with their eyes closed because they're just like, I gotta just focus on God. I want him to see my heart. 
Some people are on their knees before God. Whatever your posture is, like it shows where your heart is at. And fasting is just a way for us to dig in a little bit more. And let me give you a couple other things about fasting. Maybe you want to write this one down. When you're chasing God, chase God with other people, with others that are chasing God with you. That's the whole reason why we're doing the fast together. It's a lot more accountability. It's a lot more motivation when we're all going together. So, so chase God with other people because we all know that peer pressure can pressure us into doing things we shouldn't be doing. But let me tell you this, godly peer pressure is amazing. When you got other people in your life, like your connect group or your family, and we're all headed in the same direction together, that's a really good thing. There's, there's times in my life when when I, I want to surf more, I got to stay in shape. I want, I love surfing. And I wake up in the morning and it looks like this morning. And I'm like, I'm not surfing today. No way. I'll never. And then you know what happens is like, it's a, say it's a day off like this. I'll get my friend and he'll call me or he'll text me. Hey, we're going to do this or what? It's ugly. But if you go, I'll go. I'm like, ah, all right. You peer pressured me into it. And we go out there and I have just as much fun. Weather's ugly, but I could be in Minnesota right now. Amen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I will paddle out with no wetsuit on in the winter and surf terrible waves and it's windy, but I am not shoveling snow. Amen to that, right? Like, praise God for that. But you know what it took? It took my friend calling me and motivating me. So when you're chasing God, it's good to chase God with other people. That's why we're doing this thing as a fast together. And mix up your prayer life. Like, if you're going to say, I'm going to act on this thing, then do some new things. Chase God in new ways. What's your prayer time? Set a prayer time. Some of you guys don't have a daily prayer time. Where's your place, your favorite spot in the, in the, in the living room, in that chair, in that cup of coffee, or at work, or wherever you make time for God? Like, mix it up. Like, really take some action on this. Don't just say you're going to pray, but really get into this thing, how you journal. Here's something we're doing as a church to encourage you to do it together, but encourage you to take some type of action, is on your phone, on the, the Anchor Church app that we have going, you can actually click on the Anchor Church app and there's going to be right on there 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you click on that thing, it's going to open up and it says 21 days devotional. We've already picked the devotional. It's going to take you right to on the YouVersion Bible app. And it's called Awakening 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. It's by Stovall Weems. It's the white one. You just type in Awakening or just go off our church app. And you know what that is? That's you taking action to do something new and start reading a daily devotional. And you know how easy it is? Like I read it this morning already. I don't know why it's not automatically coming up. Oh, it's because I, I just signed up for it. But what happens is you go to this thing, and all it does is it gives you a little bit of stuff to read. There's your devotional, why we need to get closer to God. And then when you're done with that, it takes you to a short set of verses in the Bible. And it doesn't take you but like five, 10 minutes to get through this thing. But you know what you're doing? You're acting on this thing that says, God, I want to pray. I want to seek you in new, new ways. I'm going to start fasting. I want to do this thing. So we're all going to be doing this together. So I encourage you. That second thing is, that you need to act on it. And here's the third thing, and I gotta get through this one quick, and this is just that you need to write this down, believe it. So he said, commit to it, act on it. And the third thing is you gotta believe it because it takes faith. Because some of us are gonna start our fast, we're gonna do it, and we're gonna say, oh, I didn't really get the breakthrough I was looking for. Well, that didn't work, and we give up on that thing. If it matters enough to you to be committing to prayer, then it matters enough to be praying for for more than 21 days. The 21 days is just kind of a kickstart. And God might show up and he might do it in two days. But what you got to do is you got to show God how bad do you want it. That's what he's looking for. He wants a relationship with us. He wants to know, how much do you love me, Carl? You, are you really looking in? Like, are you leaning in? How much faith do you actually have? Belief is so important. Faith is so important. Henry Ford said this. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Whether you think you can or you think you can't. See, it all has to do with belief. 
You can go into this thing going, God, I'm expecting you're going to show up. I'm going to get closer. You're going to develop new character, new habits in me. This is going to be amazing. I don't know what you're going to do. You know what I want to happen, but I'm just going to come into it. I'm believing you're going to do something in my life. And guess what? God will do something in your life. Or you can go into it going like, eh, never done one of these before. I don't know. Might not work. Might just be some dumb religious thing. I don't know. Probably nothing's going to happen. Well, guess what? You're right. Probably nothing will happen because of your stink attitude. <laughs> because you walk in, eh, I don't believe. Nah, I don't have faith. And God's going, dude, I reward faith. Like, I'm not going to reward lack of faith and doubt. Like, if that's all you believe in me, then that's all you're going to get from me. Look, he says it better again in Hebrews 11, verse 6 in the Passion Translation. Without faith living within us, it's impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he's real and that he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking him. Remember that this fast is about seeking God and getting close to him and believing in him and his best for your life. Do not get so hung up on the food, on the diet, on the things that you're fasting from. Because believe me, there's a tendency that you get a few weeks into the fast and you're so excited about the fast and how fun it is and you're like, all anchor church is down at Whole Foods shopping. Hey guys, Daniel fast, yep, awesome. Vegan, oh great, me too. You're giving up meat, cool. Pastor Carl, just giving up vegetables. Oh, mm, you're in the wrong store. <laughs> but whatever it is, we sometimes get so caught up in the diet and the, how we can make the food and you know, all of this stuff. You know, we forget in the fact that we're focused on the food, we forget that it's about our faith. We forget about the one thing we were praying for in the first place and that we're believing for a mighty God to interact in our lives and we're so concerned with how we're going to fry up the cauliflower crust pizza. Like we're just so consumed with kale. And it's like, no, like you got to continue believing this thing. It's a spiritual discipline, not a diet. So God really wants more for you, but you have to believe it. And, and here's the thing too. I want to say this. If you do slip up, I mean, don't let that kill your faith. Don't let, like, three days into it, and you're kind of like, oh, man, I totally messed up. I was doing really, really good, and I just, shoot, I ate 18 Snickers bars. That was an accident. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> right? Like, and we blow it, and then what do we do? We're like, oh, I feel like a failure. I'm giving up this thing. God hates me. You know, I'm done. I'm over this thing. I can't do this thing. And you know what we did when we give up like that, when we slip up and we just give up the whole fast? The enemy, the devil, is just going, yeah, I got you. I got you with the Snickers bar. Snickers satisfies. I got you. I took you out. You're not going to get close to God. God has some really good stuff for you, but I saw that was coming. So I got you out of the game because we beat ourselves up with guilt. So don't be legalistic when you go into this fast here. Like if you're seeking God, keep believing because it's about believing in God. It's not about the food. It's not about the religion. It's not about the, the act of fasting. There was a year, like two years ago, when I woke up in the morning and I was getting my daughter her, her Nutella toast, getting her breakfast ready, and I was going through my usual routine, make myself a bagel. I made like a cream cheese bagel. And I, this was like a, a couple days into the fast. I totally forgot. And I'm eating. I'm like four bites into the bagel. Mm. And I went, oh, no, it's a fast. I'm like, I'm like trying to throw up the bagel because I thought I broke the, the law and like God's going to kill me. And I'm like, ah. Oh. And then literally it was like after five seconds of going, what the heck am I doing? God doesn't care about that. Sure, I slipped up. I forgot the thing. God is concerned about the heart and what I believe in him, not about just doing, going along with the whole fasting thing. So I want to give you guys just the freedom to know that if you slip up and you make a mistake, now don't own it and don't live on that. Well, slipped up again. I'm slipping up every meal. This is cool. <laughs> I'm not giving you license to like say you're fasting and just keep eating. Like that's not the deal. But what I'm saying is, 
is that remember what it's all about. It's about your heart. There's times when I had to break my fast because I went out to a family dinner and it was a birthday party and everybody was eating and I just, I made the call. These people matter more to me than my, my attitude if I had a smug holiness that said, nope, I can't join you, I can't eat, I can't do all this because I'm doing this for God. I made the call at that point to say, I'm gonna go ahead and break the fast and God knows why. I'm not gonna be legalistic because I'm celebrating someone's life here and it's a big deal and I don't wanna be the, like the, the guy in the corner. Now, maybe God calls you to do that, but I know this. God's not legalistic with me. It's about my heart and he sees my heart and he sees your heart. So remember that it's about faith and not just about food. God's trying to do new things in your life through this fast. Isaiah 43 verse 18 says, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So here's my word of advice to you. You're holding out, you're praying, you're fasting for the big new thing, the miracle, the breakthrough in your life. Here's my word of advice from this scripture is, don't miss the new things. Like you might be thinking, here's my big miracle that I'm praying for. And God might not do the big miracle, but he might do a whole bunch of other cool little small miracles along the way. And these small new things are just as important as the one big new thing. Can I say that again? The small things that God might be doing in your life might actually turn out better than the one big new thing that you were holding out for. Because listen, when 21 days is said and done and Super Bowl Sunday comes and you're looking back and you're going, the thing I prayed for, I didn't really get it. It didn't really come to pass. Well, maybe it's gonna come in God's timing, not in your 21-day thing, but think about this. In the midst of you praying for that one big new thing to, to come along in your life, you're gonna look back after 21 days and go, but I'm a healthier person. I modified my diet. That's a good new thing. I think I'm gonna stick with this diet for the rest of my year because my body's feeling better. It's better for me physically. And you might also say this, I'd never, ridden the, I'd never read the Bible before on the Bible app. I never knew there was apps like that, but I went through that awakening thing with the rest of the church. I kind of have a new love for reading the Bible. That's kind of a good, you know what that is? That's a new thing. It's a small thing. It wasn't the thing you were praying for, but God's changing your health. He's changing your spiritual walk. You're gonna come to worship night. You're gonna come hungrier for God. Your prayer life's gonna increase. Maybe you're going through this season of 21 days with everyone in your household, and now you have open communication with your kids like you never had before. So remember this. The small new things are just as good as maybe the big new thing that God's trying to do. So don't miss out on the small miracles. Don't miss out on the small new things that he's doing. They matter just as much. Amen? Like the small things are good, so look for those. Expect a battle when you pray and you fast. Expect that it's gonna get hard, especially the food. You're gonna get headaches. You might get a little bit hangry, a little bit grumpy, a little bit like, I can't handle without my food, but push through that because oftentimes it just gets hard before it gets really, really good. And remember this too, you might even get like nightmares. You might even get just really unsettled thoughts. There might be, listen, there's going to be spiritual warfare, I'm telling you right now. Sometimes you're going to go, every time I get close to God, it feels like my world just, just messes up all around me. Well, don't blame God for that. Blame the enemy who's trying to keep you away from God. And I found this. If you push through with a fast, even though you get uncomfortable and it's painful for a little bit, that at some point the enemy has to give up. You know why? Because he's only, he can only give as much as he can. And at some point even he realizes, man, 
Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. And if the Holy Spirit is in me and he's empowering me to push through and keep going even when it gets tough, at some point the enemy's like, ah, oh, I give up already. I better go. I better go find someone else. Who else is weak in Anchor Church? Who can I find? There's the weak one. I'm going to go after it. And you're like, no, no, no. But here's the thing is, you want to be able to push through something that might be painful. In my life, and I'm going to end with this, in my life, every circumstance and every single season where I've gotten incredible breakthrough, I've gotten something that just upgraded my life, my spiritual walk, my blessing, the breakthrough always came with something being broken. In other words, something has to break before you get the breakthrough. And you might walk through in this 21 days of fasting a little bit of something breaking and a little bit of brokenness in your life. Push through it because that's when the breakthrough happens. That's when the good God moments happen. And I hope today that you guys would at least just join with me, that you would be deciding in your heart right now, God, what can I do? I wanna take some action. 2020, new year, new decade, new faith, new breakthrough, new action. What am I gonna do? I wanna join this. I'm praying that you would, you would be thinking, what can I do that's gonna get out of the comfort zone a little bit so I can get that one thing that's burning in my heart right now? Life would be dramatically better if I could just seek God in that way. Has this been a good word for you guys this morning? I'm praying you all get into it, man. We're gonna pray right now, but man, I, want, I, want, I hope you do. Just try it. I dare you to just try God. Just watch what he can do. Write this thing down. Commit to it. Put it in there. Oh, no. Pastor Carl knows now. He's reading every one of those things. He's going to call my house. No, I'm not going to call your house. But I just want you to know that, that it's, it takes something to be accountable. Lord, we love you. We thank you for a good day. We thank you for church. We thank you for the rain that keeps our side of the island the most beautiful. Lord, we get all the greenery and all the scenery. And we're thankful, Lord, to live on the windward side. And Lord, we thank you for the rain. We also thank you for your word that refreshes us like rain, your Holy Spirit that daily just reinvigorates our life. Lord, we thank you for your peace that's so incredible. We thank you for the opportunity to pray and to fast. What a, what a cool discipline and a great tool that you've allowed us to find, Lord, that'll help us to pray like we mean it and to get results like we've never seen before. Father God, thank you for being such a good God that rewards our hearts. We're just trying to step it up with our hearts right now. I pray right now for the, just some people in the room and I don't know who you are right now, but, but you know who you are, and God knows who you are. He's been looking for you. He's been waiting for you. Maybe today's the day that you take a step towards him in a real way. And the real way is that you would say in your heart and in your life that you would believe that God is the one with all the answers and that it's time that you surrendered your life to Jesus. What that means is you just get to know him. You go to church. You read about him. You hear the word preached about him. You pray to him, and you just say, God, here's my life. I'm tired of living it on my own. It's yours now. You do what you need to do with it and I'm going to follow you. And maybe you've never done that before. You've never ever said a prayer to become a Christian. And you might have gone through all the actions, like going to church and reading your Bible, but you've never really from the depths of your heart said, God, you're all I need. I just, I got to follow you. I need to have you. You're the only way to eternal life, and you're the only way to fix my life right now. And if you'd like to do that, I want to offer you the opportunity right now where I'm going to pray. I'm going to say a prayer with you and for you. But here's the deal. You don't have to pray the words out loud in front of all these people. I'm going to pray the words out loud. You take the words I'm saying, you make them your words in your heart to God. He's all about the heart. He judges you on your heart. You can go and tell people after service. You can confess with your mouth, hey, I'm a Christian now. I prayed that prayer with Pastor Carl. But right now, I just want to take care of the heart. So if you would like to join me in this prayer to make Jesus the Lord of your life, to walk out of here a changed person, to know that you're going to heaven and that God's going to help you in your life. If you'd like to pray that prayer with me, with every eye closed and head bowed, I would love to know who I get the privilege of praying that prayer with. If that's you right now and you want to pray this prayer with me to change your life forever, 
can you just let me know before we pray together, just let me know you're going you're gonna to pray with me. Can you raise your hand right now? Just lift your hand. Can you just lift those hands? Good, I see some hands going up around the room. I see you, I see you. I see a hand over here, I see a hand over here. I'm looking around, I see a hand back there. Praise God, I see another hand over here, I see a hand over here. Amen, praise God. If you're watching online or you're in the kids zone or you're out in the courtyard right now, somebody sees you, God sees you. So for all those that lifted your hands, go ahead and put them down right now. Just make this the prayer of your heart right now as I pray it out loud. Real simple like this, God, I'm here today, I need you, I want you. From the bottom of my heart, I'm telling you, from here on out, I follow you, I choose you. You're my God, you're my savior. Jesus, I get it. You went to that cross for me. You didn't have to, you didn't do anything wrong, but you died on that cross for my sin and my shame and my guilt and my mistakes and my issues. You died for that so that I could know you for eternity. So thank you, Father God, because I believe that you died for me and you rose from the grave, defeating death and sin, showing us that you have power over all of that. Lord, I receive that right now. As I walk out of here today, I know I'm in your family, that I'm a Christian because my heart is connecting with you right now and you're gonna begin a new work in my life. Thank you for being my God. Thank you for what life is about to look like with you on my side. I love you. In Jesus' name, the church says amen, amen. And we just praise God together for another great Sunday. Amen. Amen.